I have a really uh, good word. So good, I think it's, it's one of the most important things we can ever meditate on and experience. And um, I think it's in preaching, you preach about a whole bunch of stuff, and it's all really good stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm not saying this it's to hype up this message, but this is one of the most important things you'll ever hear in your life. I'm dead serious. And it's all about love. It's called the path of love. But um, I just want to say over you, Penny, I just, uh, I, and I know you already know this. I know I've said it to you privately, but I say it publicly. It's just Psalm 23, he lays me down in green pastures. And uh, uh, I shall not want, is what it says. And he will restore my soul. But I just see you and who you are is so powerful. And God's not doing this because you're weak. God's doing this because he's going to impart something to you in a season. Um, and to get what he's saying to you, like there's just a moment where you're going to be alone with him. That's actually a really good thing to do. And in the Bible, there's a lot of saints and a lot of people that have been led by God to, to, to go to the mountain, to go to the place to hear and that's what God's doing in you. And so I just speak that over you. You're not taking a sabbatical because you're weak or you don't have something. Because God's your strength. And if his grace is flowing, nothing's going to stop you because you're walking in love. But that's not why you're going on sabbatical. You're going on sabbatical because God has something to say to you. And, um, and I pray that you get your socks knocked off in Jesus' name by him. Okay. I have, Je I have Jimmy texting me, asking me what the word was from Joan, but I can't message him right now because I'm preaching. <laughs> but if you're watching Jimmy, you're going to have to find Joan. <laughs> How funny he's texting me. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Psalm something. You're going to have to find Joan, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm going to put, if I repeat it, I'm going to butcher it. Okay. If you guys got your Bibles, um, I am going to say scriptures all over the place. So this isn't a message that we're just going to read. You know, here's the story of Jesus multiplying bread and fish. I'm going to kind of just throw out a whole bunch of words. So it might, and I'm not going to tell you all the uh, references. So if you want to just take notes of various things I say and look it up on Google, and find it in the Bible. But I just want to be more, um, this isn't a, uh, a line upon line message, or which I do that too, but this isn't one of those teachings. This is just, this is just from my heart. I found myself this last couple weeks <clears throat> just thinking about love. And I've told this to a handful of people that usually if I go and drink coffee with you or hang out with you, I'll probably say what I'm thinking at some point, right? So some people here have probably already heard a lot of my message. I've actually even sent my notes for my, the, everything I've got to multiple people because I couldn't help myself. Why wait for Saturday? And um, but what happened was I, I was just thinking about, I got caught on this Bible verse, and it says, it says, love believes all things, love hopes all things, and love endures all things. And I thought, if you want to be a person who's the most faith-filled, hope-filled, enduring person, 
on the planet than be possessed by love. <laughs> love believes all things. That means no matter what life throws at you, you're going to have faith through it all. Love hopes all things. No matter what life throws at you, you're going to have hope through it all. Love endures all things. No matter what life throws at you, you're not going to shrink back, shrivel up, and fall away because you're possessed by love. The Bible says that faith works through love. Yay. I've been thinking about how all the spiritual gifts that we do are temporary. Your, the tongues that we speak are temporary. The, prophesi- the prophecy that we share is temporary. The healings that we see manifest are temporary. The manifestation that is eternal is love. God, God does all these gifts and things because we live in a broken world and people need him in their lives right now, yeah? But all of those things flow from his love. His love is the manifestation that's eternal. When we get to a point as humans and Jesus comes back in eternal life and, and, and all death is swallowed up, this, everything's going to be eternal. There's no death. Isn't that wild? Like, there's no more death. There's going to be no more need for healing. But love is eternal. Does it make sense? So, in this life, in our lives, the thing that matters the most, the thing that matters the most, hear hear me fully out, okay? The thing that matters the most is that we love because that is the eternal manifestation of God. That's what lasts forever. And with that in mind, we earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy. The Bible says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. There you go for those who needed it. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. What is that coming after? That's coming after a chapter in chapter 13 where he's saying, let me tell you about a more excellent way, the way of love. We don't pursue the gifts in and of themselves like that is the culmination of the Christian experience. It is the relationship with Jesus and the manifestation of his love that is the fullness, the eternal manifestation that from that place, we bless people, we pray for healing for people, we prophesy, we do those things, but it's got to come from love. The Bible says, lead us on paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Righteousness isn't just a title and a badge you put on. Like, Jesus died for me, I've got the badge righteous, and that's it. If it was, there'd be no path of righteousness. Do not be deceived. Those who practice righteousness are righteous. That's a Bible verse. What is righteousness? What's the right way of doing things? The Bible says it's love. This is the command that you've heard from the beginning. This is the old command in the old covenant, the fullness of all the law and the prophets, and the new command that Christ says, love as I have loved you, Jesus says. Love. The Bible says, be a doer of the word and not hearers only. 
Be a doer. Say, I'm a doer. Be a doer. Be a doer. Don't just be a hearer. Be a doer. Be a doer. Simple? It's simple and powerful. Get, here's another one. My commands are not burdensome. That's New Testament verse for those that are like, is he talking about the law? My commands are not burdensome. This is found in 1 John. What's the context? Love. Oh, I'm going to go to my notes. I'm getting too excited. Oh, my gosh. I wrote this note. If you're only willing to be a hearer, you'll abandon him soon enough. That's what happened to the multitude who was following him to hear his words. (laughs) Is that like what? Shocking? If we just want to be a hearer of the word, how, how, how is love going to manifest the endurance that you need for your life. Be a doer of the word. This is a connective thing with him. Okay? When I do that, by the way, if you're like, what's he doing? I just get jolts sometimes. I feel, I feel joy bubbles. That's what I call it. And I can't help myself. Um, but love believes, hopes, and endures all things. I put in all caps, stop striving to believe harder or believe better. Stop striving to believe harder and believe better. This is what I wrote in all caps right after that. Love people. Love people. Faith works through love. Love believes all things. You don't need to try to believe harder to get a miracle. Just love people. If you want to be the most faith-filled person that end the world's ever seen, be possessed by love. You want to know who the most faith-filled person that ever walked this planet is? We, we worship him. His name is Jesus. and if anybody's possessed by love, it's him. He's so motivated by love, it's for love that he came. The Bible says that love is actually shown to us in this. It's, it's, this isn't the the Webster's uh, um, dictionary version. This is God's in the Bible. It says, this is how we know love. This is your definition, that Christ came into the world to save sinners, to give up his life for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. He came and was full of love. You know how much faith Jesus had? I can't even imagine it. I don't even know how you talk about it. He says if you have a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. You probably had a whole forest. You had the whole thing. He's got infinite. You know what I'm saying? 
But it's not, he's not trying to believe harder to do the things the Father is calling him to do. He's walking in communion with the Father. And he's come with a purpose, and his motivation was love from the very beginning to literally the end of his mortal life. Love. And it still is. It's actually eternal manifestation. But it's from love that your faith issues forth from. It's from love that your hope comes. Be a doer of the word. It's from love that you will endure all things. Are you guys receiving this in your heart? Oh, praise God. (laughs) It is patient, kind, not boastful, not proud, not arrogant, not self-seeking. Doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Wow. You know, it's not weak to be patient and kind and gentle. I just got to say that. Harshness, I don't see harshness in there. You know what I'm saying? You know what? There is the wrath of God, and the wrath of God is coming upon all unrighteousness. And the Bible says that it's being stored up for the day of judgment. But you know what happens when, after the day of judgment? It's gone. And you know what? God's not walking in it. It's being stored up for a moment. God's love is what's everlasting. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? We sometimes as Christians can be like, well, we know that there's one place where there's going to be wrath, so I'm going to walk in wrath towards these people. or walk in. There's some people that act like that. Like, well, I can, I can talk in some kind of wrath because that's part of God. No, that God is love, and he has wrath for, for un- injustice in a moment. Do we understand what I'm saying? But it's not eternity from now. You're not going to be like, man, God, let me go deeper in your wrath. Like, that too is passing away. It will pass. You guys follow? Okay. But it's because he is love, he has a moment of wrath. A moment. Because of injustice. Because of evil and because of bad things that literally is upsetting. Are we following? I know I'm saying that over and over again, but I just... I, I'm, not, I'm not someone... Like, I'm not, my whole goal isn't, like, get me on CNN and talk to the nation. I, I'd rather... I'm, I'm a connector. I feel like... I don't care if we're in a living room. I don't care if it's this. I don't care if I'm talking on TBN. I don't care. I want to just make sure that we're all together. So that's why I'm saying that over and over again, if, if you're wondering. Um, amen, bro. Hmm. I like this. This is in Galatians 5. It says, the fruit of the Spirit. Everyone say fruit. Do you guys know that it doesn't say fruits? If your translation says it, it's because you you're using a paraphrased translation, but that's actually not, it's not fruits of the Spirit. It's actually fruit of the Spirit. And there is a word for fruits, like you'll know them by their fruits. So those are, are actually two different words. One is singular. One is plural. Do you guys, are we aware? One is singular. One is plural. And... I don't know if I should go full Greek. Should I go full nerd with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in Galatians, it says that the fruit, the word is karpos, 
the word fruit is there's one fruit, but it's so interesting because he lists nine. He says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. If you look at the orange tree, you don't see the orange, the lemon, the grapefruit. You don't see them all on one tree. It's a tree that bears a fruit. Well, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is an all-encompassing thing that manifests all these things. And they're flowing from this fountainhead. The very first word is love. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Yes? <laughs> well, love believes all things. Faithfulness is in there. Love endures all things. Self-control is in there. If you want to be the most joyful person on the planet, be possessed by love. You're not striving for joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. You don't need to strive for joy. Let your roots grow deep in the love of God. In the fruit of the Spirit, if we're going to call it one fruit, love. And in this, you get joy. You get the self-control you want, and you're trying so hard to have self-control in your life. You don't stop striving. That's your problem. I know that's real sassy. That was a sassy moment, Micah moment. So, striving is, striving actually doesn't fulfill the work of God. That doesn't mean you don't strive. The Bible says, strive to enter is rest. <laughs> strive to enter his rest. He possesses all that you need for life and more. In him, you've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Say this to yourself, I have everything I need. Do you believe it? You have everything you need. Some of you think I need to get to a certain place of self-control. You have self-control in you. You have joy in you. Some of you feel really sad. You've been feeling sad. There's joy in you. But it gets manifested through connection with God. If we're loving God for something, or it's by our own efforts, love would be extremely burdensome. Like if you're loving people to get God's love and to become a good person or whatever, that would be really burdensome. That would not be fun. If you're obeying all the commands to try to become a righteous person, that will be really burdensome. You will not succeed. Do you know why? Because if you did succeed, there would be no need for Jesus. It's impossible. But you've been given in the spit all things that pertain to life and godliness. Why? Because God has come to live in you. And he says, be a doer of the word. Love. Walk on a path. Walk on a journey. Walk on a path with Christ called the path of love. 
Put your faith in him. Put your faith in him. Don't just check off your Willy Wonka golden ticket and go keep living your life when he doesn't even exist. Put your faith in him, i.e. walk on the path of righteousness. It's the path of love. But love doesn't start with us. Love starts with him. The Bible says that we first loved, we first love, well, we love because he first loved us. That was a tongue twister. We love because he first loved us. Your efforts of love for him don't start with you sweating to love people. If it is, you're going to, it's just like, these people are hard to love. That's what it will feel like. But if we're drawing from the source and saying, my connection, my place of loving you is an overflow. But there is a choice for me to engage that. There is always risk for me to love. This is what matters the most. Love matters the most. God, in the end, in the last days, there will be some that will come to him and that he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. And they'll say, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many mighty things in your name? And he'll say, I never knew you. And then what does he say? Workers of iniquity. You know what the opposite of a worker of iniquity is? It's a worker of love. It's, his commands are not burdensome because you're not doing a command to get a gift. You've gotten a gift to walk with him and let the gift manifest through you. And I've said this a million times, and I love that everybody starts doing it, but I, you never see a tree going, orange. You don't see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Bible says, let your roots grow deep in the love of God. Why so singular, so narrow? Because God is love, and it's the manifestation that lasts forever. It is, it is the like, culmination of all that's good and righteous and holy is summed up in this concept called love. And it's from that that he created the world. It's from that that he made you. Because he's so loving, and he just wants community. He loves you. Yeah, he loves you. He's overwhelmed by you. He's obsessed with you. He loves you. Even when you were a sinner, God showed his love for you in this, that Christ was crucified for you. You think when you're a sinner, God doesn't love me. No, it's in your sin that God said, I don't care about any of it. I love you. You guys follow? Yeah. And this is an opportunity for us to say, wow, thank you. You love me? Wow. <laughs> you love me? You love me? He loves you. He showed his love for you. Be possessed by love. Be possessed by love. Be possessed by his love. Are we following? Yeah. It's, it is the fountain from which all the works flow. But it didn't start from you. We love because he first loved us. So the goal is, do you know about God's love? Do you know about God's 
love for you. It's a big deal what I'm asking you right now. Do you know how much he loves you right now in this moment? It matters so much that the apostle said, I pray that you would know the length, the height, the depth, the width of the knowledge of the love of God for you. Why? He goes on, he says, so that you might be filled with the fullness of him. (laughs) Come on. If we want to be, there's everything that you move out in terms of Christianity from here on, if it's not rooted in the love of God, it will fail. It will fail. It will fail, and it has to. Let love, I think this is a season that God's saying, connect with me wildly. Know deeply my love for you. There's something on you, bro. I just feel such, there's so much grace on you, bro. Man, let your roots grow deep in the love of God. What do you get deep with with God? What do you choose to go deep in in life? If the main deepness you're getting into isn't first and foremost the love of God, then we're missing out on the doing Because when you get the love of God, now you've got someone that says, imitate me. (laughs) And it ain't just some pet doctrine, and you're not just some Christian, and you're like, I've got my list of doctrines. Those Christians have got their list of doctrines. We believe friendly, and that's what this is all about. Come here and let me tell you a bunch of doctrines. That's not what this is about. Jesus came to truly transform humanity. He took on literal flesh. He was speared in the side and blood and water flowed from it so that he can release life and forgiveness to all. To drive out the wickedness, the death that resides in humanity. To bring his Holy Spirit in you and awaken you to love. To connect with the living God who made you for himself. Some of us are like, what's my purpose? Well, you try to find it anywhere outside of God, you're still not going to find it. You were made for him. That's your first purpose. Yeah, I get some of you thinking, but I'm just interactive. Okay. I'm just going to prophesy over you. What's your name? Chris? Chris, I just see you coming in a season of prophecy. I feel like God is increasing it on your life, and I think that he wants to speak more through you. I think it's something that you're aware of. You've experienced it. I don't know your past, 
and I'm not saying you're not practicing it in my word to you right now, but I, I believe that it's something that God is bringing you into even more, and I believe it's something that comes naturally. I think that you see people, and sometimes it's really easy for you to see what they're going through. You're seeing people, and you feel certain things for them. You're a compassionate man, and you're, you're, you're also a passionate man and a compassionate man, um, but that is motivating your feeling and your love for people. And I think that in that love, God's wanting to manifest um, prophecy more through you, Chris. And I just bless you with that. And I pray that it comes, it multiplies in your life more than you would have ever thought possible. And, um, and I also pray for your dreams. I pray that God continues and he does speak to you in dreams. And I pray that it, they'd be very powerful. Um, and also just, it might sound weird, super spiritual, whatever, but... You know, just even seeing things around people, it's not a weird thing. It might be weird in the flesh, but it's not a weird thing. One of the terms for prophets in the Old Testament is the term seer. So it's not uncommon to see. So I bless your eyes in the name of Jesus to see and to continue to see more. You've been seeing, but I just, I pray for more. That's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for a greater awareness, all motivated by love, bro. And I feel like God wants to magnify it and, and, and expound it more in your life because your heart is, like, tender. You're sweet, and your heart's gentle. And so I bless you, bro, in Jesus' name. Wow. Guys, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I just, if I'm going to cast some vision, I just, we, we need to be a community. I wish there was more people to hear this. I'll just reiterate it next week. We need to be a community that loves one another. How basic Christian can we get? Love isn't just like, oh, I, I say I love you, and now that's loving you. No, love is patient. Like, let's get real stupid simple is what I call it. Love is patient. Like, can we have patience with one another? Love is kind. Can we be kind to one another? Yeah, we can. Of course we can. I'm looking at you. I'm like, kindness from all of you. I get kindness all the time. Um, when people come in, do they feel our kindness? Did you know that your weapons of warfare are not just in prayer? Did you know that your action of love is your spiritual weapon of warfare that helps people around you? Do you know that the Bible says that, you know, let's say I told this to some ladies the other day, but let's say, let's say you were married and, and, and let's say your spouse didn't know Jesus. Let's say that situation. Let's say they're being a booger and, you know, kind of want to just smack them a little bit. You're like, stop it. Like, you're acting so mean. Um, well, the Bible says, you know, with quietness, with love, with this quietness, you can actually turn them 180. That, that's powerful. It doesn't say, as you sweat and toil over them, they're going like, to, it gets so practical. It's true that the prayer is actually, the connection with God is what causes us to live a certain way. But the full picture is we're praying and then we're acting. And we're living out of, this is my body now, we're living out of the revelation of the truth. We're praying, we're acting from the truth of who Christ is and what he did for us. But when we walk in love, it's a weapon. Some of us want to be like, I'm not accusing any person in here, by the way. I'm just saying generalities, okay? Some of us 
might feel like, well, that, this person, oh, they're dealing with that. That's just demonic, or that's this, that, the other. That's their issue, and I'm going to keep acting like I'm acting. And I'm going to get harder against them almost because they're just acting stupid. But the Bible's love breaks down the barrier for them. You're in a battle, and the battle is to help people. And it's not a shocker when the world acts like the world. It shouldn't be a shocker when they cuss you out. It shouldn't be a shocker when they're talking behind your back. It shouldn't be a shocker when they're gossiping. That's not a shocker. And it's not a cutoff of us going, I'm never, ever going to engage them again, ever. Thank God Jesus didn't come and we act like fools. And then he goes, I've changed my mind. <laughs> no, he, he actually stayed in love all the way until he died. Can we walk on a path of love and sacrifice until we die? Because <laughs> that's... The resurrection comes to those. Yeah. We're, this path we're on is a path of love. People need to know God. That's really what's going on. That's the big picture. Obviously, every single one of us has little pictures and, and all kinds of nuances and different things that God cares about. He cares about your dreams. He put them in you. He created you. He formed you very specifically. And you have desires. He loves all those desires. And in the various anointing that he's even given, the power, in other words, the power of the Holy Spirit that he's placed on your life to accomplish specific, like, things for him, okay? To be his witness in specific ways, in specific areas. All those things matter, but they all issue from love. Because it all issues from a God who wants to be reconciled to the world. And he wants connection. And he wants he wants authentic relationship. He doesn't want a bunch of religious heads. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys. He, he doesn't, now I don't think any of us in here, I'm preaching to the choir. He doesn't want a bunch of religious heads. He wants us to truly connect with him. Jesus didn't die for us just so that we can think about him as Lord. He died for us so he could truly be our Lord. And we can walk in union with him. We could walk with him. A walk is different than a list of thoughts. A walk is a journey. And the journey is the path of love. There's two roads. There's a narrow road that leads to life. And there's a broad road that leads to death. On the narrow road, there are few that find it. And the broad road, there are many that travel there. Is this real simple? Are we go in Sunday school? The narrow road is found in one man, and his name is Jesus. He is the door of the sheepfold. He's the door, the gate, in which you can come in and be a part of God's flock. He is the path. He's the way. He's the way 
He's the way, not just a doctrine or a thought or a status. He's the way. And if he's your Lord, you'll be on the way. Be a doer of the word. Are we following? In doing, in doing, it's not burdensome. You're not doing to get. You're doing because you got. But in doing, you get to partner. But remember, when you partner and you go, <laughs> you walk in a room, you're like, you set yourself. You don't have to think about it first because you have to choose to walk in a path at first. And then you find yourself walking on the path. Like before you went on the trail, you go, I'm going to go walk on the trail. Once you're on the trail, do you still go, I'm going to walk on the trail. I'm going to walk on the trail. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be weird, right? But you do go, I want to go walk on the trail. And then you're walking on the trail. You're just walking on the trail. So in the beginning, you might go, I need love to be the first thing in my life. I need to get on the path of love. In other words, I need to take up my cross and follow him. In other words, I need to imitate him. In other words, I need to walk in union with him. In other words, I need to let his love go deep in my heart. In other words, I need to know the length, height, depth, width, the love of God so that I might be filled with the fullness of him. In other words, I need to connect with him, abide in him, remain in him, let his word remain in me that I might bear fruit. For if I don't bear fruit, it will be cut off and cast into the fire. I need to know him. I need to walk with him. You got to say, I need to get on the path of love. Is that simple? Well, so it might be like, I, I'm going through all these things. I feel all these things. Change your thinking. Can you love the person in front of you? Can you be patient with them? Kind to them? Gentle to them? Long-suffering to them? Long-suffering? Long-suffering? That's a big word. Long-suffering? That doesn't mean... There's no joy. In my long suffering, I get the fullness of joy. <laughs> yeah? Because that's where God is. Suffering is only temporary, it's not an experience you'll have for eternity. It's fleeting, in other words, it's a moment here and now. Any suffering. Humans suffer. The choice is how do you engage it? Do you engage it with love? Do you love people? You're gonna, there's going to be suffering anyways here. Sadness, things like that. People die. There'll be tears. There's coming a day you'll wipe away every tear. Right? So it's not trying to live a life so we don't ever feel suffering. It's just live a life of love. It will overcome all of it. And it will cause you to be long-suffering. Able to bear through it all, filled with a joy and a hope for those people, for various things. You guys following with me? Be motivated by love. Walk on the path of love. Choose to be a doer. Don't just hear what I'm saying and go, wow, that's a really good word, Mike. I'm going to put that in my notes. Love is the most basic thing, and i gotta, I got to be a person who does love. Don't just put that in your notes. Do it. 
I'm not limiting you and telling you not to do miracles. Do miracles through love. If you want to pray for someone's healing, first look beyond the healing. If you want to, if you want to have faith for healing, I've seen I've probably thousands. If you want to see a miracle, if you want to see a miracle, look past the person. Look past the issue, is what I'm saying. Look past the pain and see their heart. See them. And see somebody whom God loves. And choose to love them. Pray for them, pray for them from that place. Minister to them from that place. Love believes all things. You want faith that moves mountains? Walk in love. You feel depressed? There's no hope for your future? God loves you. He loves you. If he loves you, everything's covered. If he loves you, everything's covered. He's watching you. He's got you covered. He's looking out for you. He goes before you. He's got plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He makes a path for you. He makes a way for you. Even if you're walking with him, he'll put you right back on the path because he loves you. He's your good shepherd you shall not want. He loves you. Love issues forth hope. If you're feeling depressed, I have an encouragement for you. Get in God's love. No. I pray that you would know the fullness of God's love for you. Yes. And second, join the journey. Love some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? What time is it? Oh, perfect time. Look at that. Oh, we good? You guys are really quiet. It might just be because there's half. Well, it's not half. Maybe I want to say, you know, 80%, 70%. Father, we just thank you. I don't know what this looks like, but I'm just going to pray for something. Oh, I love that. Thank you. You're going to play? Will you? I love that. Thank you so much. They read my heart. I feel like God wants to do miracles. I really do. I don't know what it fully looks like, but, the, you know, the, it's funny. We were singing a song. I was actually talking to Joan about some of this earlier, but um, we were singing a song, You're a Miracle Working God in the beginning, if you're in here in the first song. Um, and then it says, you turn water to wine. Do you remember that part? Miracles are a sign that speak a message. Miracles are a sign that speak a message. I'm not talking about healing. I'm talking about miracles. They are signs and wonders. They point you in a direction. They give you a message. And they make you wonder. The biggest miracle is you becoming a child of God. You cannot make yourself a child of God. God makes you a child of God. When you say yes, and he comes to live on the inside, and you're his temple. By the way, you being his temple, God's not somebody who's living in a box. God paints himself like a river. What river loves to live in a house and be shut up? Well, 
if there's a fount coming out of that river, it's going to explode the house at some point. You following? <laughs> God, God, if you're his house, it's not just, well, that's nice, he lives in me. If you're his house, it means you are the vessel through which he abides. Meaning, you are the person, you are the manifestation of the body of Christ to the world. You possess the living God in you if you're a Christian. You possess, now God holds all things together and Christ has made a way for all. But there's the opportunity to repent and come in and say yes and to live in the reality of what Christ has paid for for all humanity. Yes? But as a Christian, he lives in you. He abides in you. But he's not abiding in you just to be dormant. God didn't come in to you to take a nap. He might cause you to take a nap with him. But his goal wasn't, I'm going to come and live in these people and take a nap and never talk to them or experience with them. And they just do their life and just know that I live in them. And I'm totally fine and kosher with that. No way. He comes and he says, Let's, uh, let me come live in you. You're now my body. You are my hands and feet. You are my mouthpiece. Your eyes are my eyes. Represent me well. And that only comes from you connecting with me and knowing me. Learn about him from the word of God. Understand who he is in you. Connect with him in prayer. You, you, through you, God wants to change the world. Your words that you speak are his words. What place, the Bible says, what place is there for for clean things and unclean things that come out of the same river? Does that make sense? But God's in you and he wants to live a specific way and he wants to be who he is through you, yeah? But you gotta understand who you are and what you possess. Someone says, well, I never heard about Jesus. That'd be really sad if people met us and they never heard about Jesus. They should be seeing Jesus, meeting Jesus, learning about Jesus, just, just hanging out with us. Irregardless if we got to get to preaching the gospel. I know I'm going to end right now. We good? I want to pray for you guys. I'm praying for miracles. I guess some people are getting kids. Is that what's going on? Good. They can come in for miracles too. Um, is there anybody from the prayer team that's here? I don't know. Yep, there are some. Just maybe come up here. Father, I just uh, pray to do whatever you want to do. Lord, we just set ourselves today to just walk 
with you. And if you're walking on a path of love, we're going to find you there in Jesus' name. This is what I want. If if you got to go, that's fine. You got to go. If you want to like, if you actually, if you got a word for another person in here, be a Christian, which means love each other. If you got a word for a friend, love on them. Go eat with somebody. Go have some fun. Do whatever you got to do. There is no like, hey, you need to do something quote unquote spiritual over here. That's not what I'm saying. But there is something here and there's always, there's always a place for more. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We're growing in the full stature of Christ. There's always a place for God to just ignite us a little brighter and just to expand and to grow in who we are. And I just feel like there's some of us in here that just, I don't know. It's not that you're not walking or anything. I just, I feel like God just, I get the image of him. It's like a bike tire. He's just pumping you up. He's just, he's filling you up. He's, he's just blowing into you. And I feel like there's a moment for that. And, um, and I just want to say, come and get prayer. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm physically ill. If you're physically ill, come get prayer. But you don't have to be, if you're physically ill, if you've got quote unquote a problem, it could just be simply, you're really hungry. And those of you, I'm telling you, come take a step of faith. It's like, it's an act like a, we did an act earlier, but it's like walking on the path of love. I'm gonna take a step and just say, God, I'm coming to get prayer. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they'll give me a word. It doesn't even matter. I just want more. I just want more. Let them pray over you. Just, just get more. You know what I'm saying? If you got to go, go. If you want to bless other people, bless other people. But I want to make that space available right here. Does that sound good? I love all of you so much. Be a doer of the word. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. It's 6 o'clock. I ended on time this time. Not that I was forced, but... Okay, so this holy ground doesn't mean you have to take your shoes off. Just come get some prayer.